Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 29th of November 2020. This is Advent Sunday. My name is Peter Walker and our sermon this morning is by Fritha Middlemiss. Readings are by Judith Meehan, prayers by Amy James and the music by the St Martin's Singers. As well as this service, you may later like to listen to the Advent poetry that Alan Stephen has, has compiled and also available on this website. With the coming of Advent, the Church begins a new year. Our themes in these weeks of Advent encompass longing and waiting, preparation and penitence, and Christ's coming, past, present and future. Let us sing our opening hymn, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. 
turn to us again, O God, our Saviour, and let your anger cease from us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Show us your compassion, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Your salvation is near for those that fear you, that glory may dwell in our land. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility that on the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. First reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, beginning at verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to help of the you come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and made us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father, We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our next hymn is Hills of the North Rejoice. Mm-hmm. 
the Gospel reading is taken from Mark, chapter 13, beginning at verse 24. Jesus said, In those days the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert, you do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore... Keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the cock crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Watch. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Oh, that you would open the heavens and come down. Isaiah has said exactly what I want to say to God while we're in the middle of this pandemic. It's all too dreadful. I want action now. So did Isaiah. But when he thought about it, he knew that in fact, Israel's God, our God, is a God who works for those who wait. And how we all know about waiting. We've waited during lockdowns and quarantines. We've waited for masks and respirators and supermarket delivery slots. We've waited weeks and months to see our loved friends and family staying away to protect them. We've waited for the children to go back to school, for test results, for a vaccine. We've waited to be able to go back to church in the old familiar way. 2020 seems to have been nothing but a year of waiting. It is so hard. But we are told that God is working for us as we wait. How can I believe that? Did you play that game as a child where a series of everyday objects, a stamp perhaps, a teaspoon, a matchstick, a piece of ribbon, are hidden, but they're not out of sight? Maybe the stamp is on the corner of a book. The ribbon is pinned to the curtain. The matchstick is against a picture frame. The teaspoon in a silver Christmas decoration. Nothing in the room has changed, but to find the objects you have to look and see differently. It's your new attentiveness that counts. 
No amount of rushing around and moving stuff will reveal the things. What will help is concentration and awareness. This is a high order of waiting. In Advent, we're waiting with Mary, who has one more month to go of her pregnancy. At the end of that time, she will give birth to God's child, and nothing will be the same again. The question for us is, what will our waiting produce? Isaiah says that it was when Israel acknowledged it had failed to live in God's way that God acted to make a transformation. O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay and you are the potter. I remember the artist Maggie Hamling, much in the news recently because of her sculpture for Mary Wollstonecraft, saying that if the work she was doing wasn't right, she knew that the possibility she had envisaged was still within the clay and she could remould it and get it right. This is where our Christian hope is. The human enterprise is God's enterprise and because God is God, the enterprise of creativity and loving grace is not lost. God can remould us. The task in our Advent waiting is to see what God is bringing to birth in us. Has 2020 been a wasted year? Or have you found new strengths and talents? Has the church found new ways to reach people? Have individuals reached out to help others in new ways? Have scientists been given the funding and the space to work for vaccines and cures for coronavirus? As you look again at your waiting, can you see what God has grown in you? And are you prepared to use this Advent to work at the quality of your looking for God's work in you and in your community? When Jesus described the need for being alert, he used a parable about servants going about their ordinary work. And it is in our ordinary daily lives that we have to look at our work in order to bring to birth what God wants of us, to become who God wants us to be. It might be a transformation in my attitude to my family that's needed, or in the way I spend my money or my time. I might need to live so as to care more for the planet. I might need to remember the words of a Jewish rabbi who said, when you die, God will ask, did you enjoy my world? God might just be wanting you to have fun. A long time ago, in another village, a noisy child had disrupted the service and the conversation afterwards started out indignant. How could we pray with that noise going on? Shouldn't the vicar go round and say something to the mother? Then someone said, I felt a bit sorry for the mother. She seemed embarrassed. And before long, the conversation turned right round. In no particular order, people said, We should have been praying for the little one and her mother, not getting cross. Couldn't we take it in turns to look after children and give the parents a break? We need some toys for visiting children. Could we make the service a bit more child-friendly? Same situation, very different point of view. 
If we adjust our looking, we find that the season of Advent is one of upheaval during the waiting, of change during the pause, and of grace and truth. God has a vision for God's world, and for your place and mine in that world. God grant that we wait and look so that we can see that vision. Amen. Let us listen now to this hymn, Longing for Light.
Father God, we come to you this morning with open hearts and open minds. We lay aside the troubles and the worries of the past week and we try and forget what's to come. We take this moment just to focus completely on you, Lord Jesus. And to take some time to thank you for all the gifts that you have given us. We thank you for the beauty of the countryside around us. We're so lucky to live in this area. We thank you for our family, for our friends, for our homes, for everything that has been provided to us to sustain us. We're so thankful, Lord, that we live in a peaceful country. There's no wars. There's no horrific natural disasters. I'm just so grateful, Lord, that that is the case. Thank you. This week has brought strange news about the end of lockdown and what we still can or can't do. It's quite easy to feel angry and frustrated and fed up as well, Lord. We pray that in those times that we will focus on you. We remember all we have got to be thankful for. And we pray that you would bless us with patience and with restraint and with kind words in those moments where it could be easy to be unkind to other people about their opinions. We thank you, Lord, that scientists are breaking through and finding vaccines. And we pray that they will be safely implemented as soon as possible. It's been a tough old year for a lot of people. And we pray for all those who are struggling in other ways and for whom the pandemic has made things worse. For those who are suffering from illness and their families. For the fear that people are finding and feeling that this could be harder for them and that that they may need to shield a bit more. We pray for those who have lost people this year or for whom this coming Christmas will be a time of pain and mourning. We pray that you will bring them peace. We pray that they will be lifted by the support of friends and family and neighbours and they will know your love in their time of sorrow. We pray, Father God, for people who live around the world who are not as lucky as we are. We pray for those in war-torn countries where a pandemic is just an extra thing on top of all of the hardship that they are facing. We pray for refugees who face no other option but to try and flee abroad. Lord, we pray that you bless them, that you would surround them by your, that, with your angels, that they would find love and support wherever they go. Lord, we ask for your influence and for your love to be felt in governments throughout the world. Every time we turn the news on, there seems to be stories of civil unrest, of corruption and it's quite easy to feel disheartened by that we pray that you would help us feel peace in situations where we can't control things we pray for your spirit to be upon leaders around the world and that they would make good decisions and act with honesty and integrity for the sake of the people that they are governing 
As we begin Advent, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that it's a joyful time for so many people. Help us to remember those who have been affected by loss of employment and loss of income this year because of the pandemic. We thank you, Lord, for the work of food banks and volunteers to support communities at this time. We pray for those who are in privileged positions, who haven't lost income, who haven't lost in, um, employment. And we ask, Lord, that you would help them feel able and empower them to support others who are not quite so lucky. We're sorry, Lord, for the times where we have taken things for granted. We're sorry when we've ignored the needs of others around us. And we're sorry when we've made hurtful or thoughtless comments. Help us to be more sensitive with our words. And may our language towards others always reflect the love that you have placed in our hearts, Lord. As we go into another week, please bless us with grateful hearts. Help us to be patient and forgiving. And in times of hardship, help us to continue to place our faith in you, Lord Jesus. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn this morning is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Thank you.
May God the Father, who loved the world so much that he sent his only Son, give you grace to prepare for life eternal. Amen. May God the Son, who comes to us as Redeemer and Judge, reveal to you the path from darkness to light. Amen. May God, the Holy Spirit, by whose working the Virgin Mary conceived the Christ, help you to bear the fruits of holiness. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.